So, what happened last time? We were heading... We collected our plasm. I made, like, a contract with a wild, feral demon. And then we were heading back... No, no, why we were heading back, but we were heading back to the house. Maybe to eat my leg? Or was it... Where we go? I asked if we he could use the... I asked Nemo if he could use the plasm to fix my legs, and he said probably or yes. Is that why we were going back? I feel like so. Probably, yeah, that was the goal. Um, so that's. I think we stopped in transit. Is there a cliffhanger? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Ben was talking to the Link Boy. Yeah, he was trying to teach the Link Boy how to be a guardian. And to communicate with me through his torch, which would be awesome. And somehow we're going to use the feral demon to take down all the other demons. Feels like we're constantly starting from scratch, but at least we have plasm now. And two people want to eat me at the same time, so that's like, maybe they cancel. So let's skip ahead a little bit. Jump right into the middle of this ritual. Heck yeah. So you are lying down on the ground in the middle of... How big was Nemo's head? It was just like two rooms, wasn't small, it? Small, yeah. I think two rooms. Didn't he... He had like a basement, though. Didn't he go down into the basement and that's where he got the... I don't know. I remember he went somewhere, so I don't know if it was like the other... Because he had like the pot... or the, My legs in the kitchen, I think. Yeah. Like making soup. I don't know if there was a basement. I don't remember. So, okay, let's say there is a basement. There's cool. definitely a basement. So he opened up like a hatch in the floor and he let you down. I guess, oh, wait, there's some logistical problems with this notion. Uh, yeah. He carried you down. <laughs> like maybe you cool. were just like hanging onto his back or something. And he carried you down. The demon stayed at the top of the sort of looking down from above at you. The torch followed you down. The torch light. Don't know what Ben has done. I mean, I'll assume he follows us. But in any case, he carried you down into this big chamber underneath his hut. It's like this big stone chamber. Bigger than you might have expected. The ground is studded with the stumps of ruined columns. And a bunch of the floor is just littered with like random pieces of junk. There's like plastic flamingos and old brass shields and a cracked set of Mahjong tiles. I don't know what the heck this dude is doing down here. And half a tapestry and an old raincoat. Etc. Well, I'd like to investigate it, but I'm constrained by my inability to move. Very true. But anyway, so he clears out a space on the floor near the ladder, and he okay. lies down in the middle. Well, this still hurt. got. He still got the bucket. He says, um, "Oh, don't, don't worry, don't worry." Okay. And are there like side effects? It, w- should- it will all be fine. I mean, but the problem is, I think your idea of fine might be different no, no, than no, mine. No, 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 Shh, it will be fine. It will be fine. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about anything. 
Okay, I will not just, worry, but I will close your eyes. take all the worry on both. <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll close my eyes and prepare. Okay. And I steal myself for the inevitable pain. And the fact that I'll probably wake up with bird legs. <laughs> so you hear him sort of rummaging about, moving stuff around on the floor near you. You hear the clink of metal, and then you hear him pouring the liquid and then setting something down next to your head and then pouring the liquid and oh. setting something <clears throat> down next to your your left side and then wait i guess everyone has nemo seen well nemo probably knows about udis but i would like to um tell udis like to get out of the way i don't okay. need to be hurt in this ritual yeah udis climbs out of your pocket and scurries to We're somewhere safe somewhere else well, I guess it doesn't matter because he's protected, but I, I should role play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is, huh? Don't let me forget that. I think I remember that anyway, like deep down. I don't forget it. My soul. Anyway, yeah, I'm ready. And then you hear a wind sound, which is probably the bucket being picked up. And then you hear a slurping sound. And oh, Nemo is drinking. Oh, God. I'm worried about opening my eyes because he told me to close them, so I will not open them, and I'll plan on <laughs> getting the details <laughs> from Udis somehow. I don't know. I don't want to open my eyes and mess up the, the ritual. Okay. Well, he hasn't really... Like, so far, he's just been laying stuff out. I don't know. The only non-human thing about Nemo is his eyes, right? Like, he has the weird blue eyes? Yeah. Okay. Um, were they blue? I don't. Uh, I may have made they it. They were red. red. Like okay. Red makes more sense. Actually, I think they were originally yellow, so maybe there's just some general uncertainty there. Maybe they change. <laughs> Not Nemo even, but just glowing eyes in general started out yellow and then became red. Okay. Well, this is the first glowing eye, so I'll go with whatever color. I don't. Know. I don't care. They're not blue. Pretty sure about that. Um, is blue. But plasm is an electric blue. Okay. But yeah, so as he's moving this stuff around, he he's talking, but he's not. It's not like he's chanting arcane words. He's it's more like he's just sort of muttering out loud about rituals. It's like, oh yes, yes. Well, you know, there there are lots of rituals. Maybe he thinks you're listening. I don't know. Um, maybe he's talking to you. I'd like maybe to. He listen. just likes to listen to himself. But he's he's like, yeah. There's a. This is this should be a very easy ritual. Uh, this is. Uh, a lot of rituals for attaching things to bodies and removing things from bodies and, and uh, re- rebuilding bodies that have been damaged. Uh, yes, these are all rituals I'm very familiar with. So don't you worry. This will be quite all right. Okay. And then he puts the bucket down again. And then he starts to chant. Is there any kind of chant or language that I've heard before? Um, that might be a hard, hard question to answer if you don't want to give something away. The answer is no. Okay. It might sound kind of Russian if you know any Russian. Yeah, probably. There are, there's a, a reasonably big Russian population in Magbergen for whatever reason. So. Okay. And you're starting to feel heavy. You're starting to feel heavier and heavier lying there on the ground. Hmm. 
okay. Do I like? It's just a sensation of feeling very heavy. Can yeah. I explore it in any way? Like move limbs? They feel sluggish. Okay, I'll just try and remain still. And you're not really feeling anything in the vicinity of where your legs would be, though. It probably because he's putting them in the middle of my torso, like coming out of my chest. So, Ban, you, I presume, are watching all this. Yes. Um, so, first of all, what you see that Sick doesn't is that when this guy drinks from the bucket, his eyes start glowing more brightly. And the other thing you see that Sick doesn't is that as he is walking around and chanting, he starts grinning. This really, really wide grin. And he starts drooling. He looks hungry. I'm used to it. Very indeed. What do you do, either of you? I mean, I don't know, so I just chill. I'm ready for this ritual to commence or conclude. Man turns to the boy. Yeah, he's just sort of hovering there, looking a little baffled. If Udis feels like something weird is going on, he'll warn me, I hope. That's also part of my plan. (laughs) Well, he might. He's kind of like has a different view of reality as far as I can tell. He's always reading about crickets and doing origami and stuff. Ban says to the link boy, this man Nemo, it is clear he has dark plans. Is it? Wait, I yeah, probably. Let's get this <laughs> demon involved too. We must not let him eat sick. Link boy says, um, but, but how can we, how? I, I can't seem to do anything except float. If I feel any no, I expect to feel pain. There's literally nothing I'm going to do. <laughs> Look inside. Oh, you're talking to the Link Boy. I like how Ben's trying to attempt ghost logic, but he has literally no idea. Segfault Nemo, yeah. Hey, you say anything big? I'm about to get eaten. No, all we did is, yeah, we just went down to the, ba- the, ho- the basement of this hovel that Nemo, the creepy under dark guy, owns. And he's supposed to perform a plasm ritual on me to bring my legs back. but So I've closed my eyes and I've steeled myself for this ritual. And then apparently he looks really hungry. And okay. I don't see that because my eyes are closed. But Ban is there also with the Link Boy ghost. And oh, yeah, the lantern to... ghost. Ban's okay. Telling, yeah, Ban's telling like the Torch Ghost guy to uh, somehow turn Nemo off. Although he has no idea how. Blow some plasm into his face. I mean, I want legs if possible. I'm not sure he's going to eat me. He hasn't yet, so it's a good sign. I mean, like, what's he had opportunities motivation? too. Why would he want to eat me? Because your legs tasted so good. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean... Not like, that you know about. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he seems special. It seems weird that, like, he just waits to eat humans maybe i don't know it just seems like why doesn't he eat the demon your demons taste bad i feel like i could help him a lot more than if i were in his stomach anyway van so what are you telling the link boy to do Dan says do you feel your powers the link boy says powers i don't i don't have what do you mean powers well that answers that Dan says useless do you do you say that to the 
Like boy, or he says no. Okay. Put him to work. Uh, Van says, we guardians have great powers. I have killed a demon. The link boy looks impressed. How did Ban kill... How did Ghost Ban kill the demon again? I think he's like a ghost claw or something. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah. So it was a physical attack. Some sort of scared to death thing. Ban says, they're given to us so we can protect humanity from the dark things. Link boy's gone all wide-eyed. He tilts his head towards Nemo, like this one, corrupted by the plasm, hungry for his own kind. Now reach inside and feel what fills you. But he's plasm. Ghosts are plasm. They're the dark things. I hope not. Phlegm? Blood? Orgone. Guts. Black stuff. Bile? Find your powers in it. Link Boy turns into a dragon. That'd be sick. A ghost dragon. So he looks like he is concentrating. He squeezes his eyes shut. And the light uh, gets dimmer and starts flickering. Everything's fine. Cool. Morse code, here we come. Morse Oh, Morse code. Okay. Sorry. Took me a moment. Unfortunately, me seeing... Quivering light through my eyelids would make me think that the ritual is <laughs> going along as it should. So the Link Boy is focusing, and Nemo, oblivious, is still chanting. And then all of a sudden, he stops for a moment. He looks kind of hesitant, confused. Okay, so my legs come back. I'm fine. Nice. No. Come on. That is not what happens. The weak boy is concentrating on Nemo. And Nemo is stumbling in his chant. He looks a little confused and he kind of winces. And the weak boy, he's focusing really hard, but he's starting to like, uh, kind of faded around the edges. The light is getting dimmer. It's flickering, but it's also just getting flat out dimmer. You're sacrificing him to save my life. Well, it wouldn't be the first time, right? That's true, I guess. I mean, he didn't really save my life, but I killed him. Yeah, it wasn't so much a sacrifice as an accident. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... We can... I'm sure we can figure out another way of communicating eventually. I don't know. And it's really, it's actually pretty easy for Ban to communicate. All he has to do is spend a humor. Yeah, but then he dies. He has more than one. Is that like permanent communication or just to communicate? It's one just for like idea? a few minutes or one idea or something like that. Good. I see you have found your powers, says Ban. Chris, the Link Boy is focusing on Nemo and making him stumble in his chant. But the Link Boy is also getting dimmer and fading around the edges. Right. I don't know what's going on, but okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to suffice. That's sort of how I go. Ban, so Ban says, good, I see you found your powers. I'll take it from here. Um, okay. The light boy stops. He looks exhausted and kind of faded. I'll say, is everything going okay? Hearing that he stumbled over the ritual. Not the light boy, but Nemo. Nemo says, uh, uh, yes, 
Yes. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just relax. That's extremely unconvincing. I'll open my eyes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you see anything particularly notable right now. He's not looking hungry because he's busy looking concerned. He doesn't look like panicky concerned. He's more looking like, huh, that was odd concerned. Well, that concerns me. Uh, ben says I give him a big smile. And then he says, I would like to be a scary, scary voice. Yes. He's spending a humor. And if so, which effect are you spending it on? Inspire terror. Okay. Are you inspiring terror in Nemo or are you inspiring terror in Sick? I assume probably Nemo, but... Already terrified. <laughs> I thought it was for the Nemo. Nemo. Yeah, that's what I figured. Now that I read it, I don't want me too terrified of harming Sick. Uh, I don't want him to run or cower. I just want him to be terrified. I mean, whether he runs or cowers is sort of up to him. All you can do is make him feel terrified. And I think whether he flees in panic, cowers, or faint. Like, that's the order of fear that you can inspire. I don't know if you can, I don't think you can, like, make him be afraid of some particular thing. I think you can just make him panic. Can have be a scary voice that tells him not to harm sick. Um, yeah. See, but I feel like that's imparting knowledge. You wanted to spend two humor. You could spend one to inspire terror, one to impart knowledge, and be. A scary voice that tells him not to. I'm sick. If you feel it's worth the expense, just your call. Obviously. Okay. So you're going to tell him not to harm sick in a scary voice, but not inspire terror. You're just going to give him that message, or are you going to do them both? Just the one. Okay. He's bad. I will kill him. Are you telling him that? Yes. Okay. Nemo, he says. Do I hear it, or is it just... I guess it's probably just Nemo that hear. I've been pondering that. Can you hear him, too? The most literal reading of the way I wrote it imply that no, only he can hear it. But that might hmm. be more literal than is warranted. I think maybe you can hear it. Cool. Um, or maybe if Ban wants you to be able to hear it, you can hear it. I'll read out. Colin's writing. Is the voice like angry band's voice or is it like completely new voice? I guess that's another question. That's a question for Ban. It says you recognize it, which also implies that you hear it. He says, Nemo, I, Vanrithal, say, guardian of Sycophactum, am warning you do not harm this man. You would be a fool to try. Yeah, so he hears that, and Sick hears that, and he scowls. I'm extremely confused. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, hmm, oh dear, you seem to have a ghost about. I say to him, what the fuck were you up to? <laughs> You weren't going to ritualize my legs into existence? He says, no, no, no. I, I, Don't I, even I, talk. I, I, I'll feed you to that demon. Sick. Hello there. Come down the ladder. I oh, I, There's food right. for you down here. Does he... What, did, what is your contract with him? He can't come up in ten feet of me. 
farther than it's already been written out, but oh well. All external humors will be evenly divided between all parties. Yes, so I guess we have to split the humors of Nemo. Um, you have to start every sentence by saying your own first name. Yeah, I have that written down. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we should have to help each other in the name of what's right. That's a little vague. Um, so he doesn't climb down the ladder because he just jumps down and lands oh. with a thud at the base of the ladder. Um, if I, his feet. I was near the ladder, right? Should I like, roll out the way? <laughs> you're not like right under the ladder, but you're near the ladder. So he's, you're like, I don't know, 11 feet from the ladder, basically. Okay, cool. So he's that standing works. there at the base of the ladder, but he's sort of like <clears throat> spreading up against the wall. He can't really go anywhere. Good. This man, I say, pointing at Nemo, was going to eat the humors that belong to you. Nemo says, come now. What is all this? I'm trying to help you. I laugh and say, you think I don't know? I have a guardian. I didn't just wander down into the plasm world. I'm on a mission, Nemo. This isn't just chance. And he looks baffled. He says, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't either, but I won't say that. I, I will say there's no reason to explain myself. will soon be consumed. You are now, as I was, simply food. Sick, hello? This <laughs> sack of humors is external to us and therefore belongs to us each in half. <laughs> Partake as you see fit. All right. The demon looks between you and Nemo, but he can't come any closer. We all roll away. Okay. You are still under the effects of the all right. ritual that was making you heavy. So I think you can try to roll away, but you're inviting trouble. Sure. Uh, I guess I'll invite trouble. Do I have anything of help? No. I'll I'll just roll away, and hopefully it'll all be fine. That's a good plan. Um, <laughs> or you're going somewhere, but not really. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I guess I see the issue. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Not good. It is good. You need more cards. Yeah, that's true. I recall. So, Nemo, you're trying to roll, and it's taking you a moment because your whole body still feels like it's been filled up with cement. Mm. But as you're doing this, you see Nemo take a step forward towards the demon. Oh. He raises up his right hand and, uh, he, he mutters something, and his right hand is surrounded by tiny little swirling silvery bits of light. Oh, um, no. I mean, he's waves. a little weak, that demon. He waves his hand. I don't know what to do. Maybe, well, I'll find a gun, right, in my rolling through all this weird stuff? 
Uh, have something. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's not totally implausible. You could have something. There might be a gun in there. Sure. Okay. Heck. The chance of, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I definitely want a ranged weapon. If there happens to be a crossbow that this bolt fits in and it's loaded, that'd be also work fine. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have, like, a random bolt that you grabbed, don't you? Yeah, it's my only weapon. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I'd like to have a, a weapon of range. Okay. Um, that's useless. I see, I see the nation. <laughs> Uh, all right. So you you managed to lurch your way out of the cleared floor and into the pile of stuff, and you're oh groping around, you're groping around in it for some sort of weapon, and you find one. Oh yeah, find a weapon. You find a hand grenade. Oh, that is nice. Have I ever used a hand grenade before? <laughs> I doubt it. Great. This will be fun. I guess um, the really important question is, do you recognize it as a hand grenade? Do you even know what that is? Yeah, I have no idea. Can I know something? <laughs> uh, it's not a move, but I mean, I mean you so might like, know it. I don't know. It's, I'm, pick up a heavy up object. You. I would just, like, my instinct would be, I mean, I, I want to just quickly pick up, like, grab something. My plan is quickly grab a gun and shoot him, right? That's what I would like. But if I could just... You know, if I just pick up something like a grenade, my instinct would be to just chuck it at him, like hit him in the back. So I probably, like, I wouldn't pull a pin or anything because I'm an idiot. Don't know what grenades are. All right. So you just throw the grenade. Yeah, just try and just throw it. Like you throw it back box. Head. Okay. Does that count as attacking someone? I mean,. <laughs> If it allows the grenade to explode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it counts. You're using violence against a dangerous enemy. I intend to... He could definitely hurt you from where he is, so yeah. You're either attacking an enemy or you're roughing him up. You're only roughing him up. Yeah, I'm more going for the kill. And I think he can fight back. If your opponent is a player character and they choose to use violence against you... A bound of blood to commit. It must be no greater than your blood's distance from dry. Well, that gives me an option one. I will go to waning. Well, you can go all the way to dry. So oh, I can. That's two. I don't know where you are right now. I'm not looking at your sheet. I don't. I'm at balance, but I don't think I want to take a blood advance right now. Do I? Well, I mean, I guess I probably will when I fail, right? Isn't that how it? No, when you fail, you actually get blood. You don't actually have to move the slider. You just have to like bet that much blood, and then if you win, you lose your bet. But if you lose, you get one extra blood instead of losing blood. Okay, yeah, I, I want to. I want to just bet one. One side is clear advantage in position, ability, or armaments. On the one hand, he's clearly got you out limbed, among other things. On the other hand, you're catching him by surprise. He doesn't think you're capable of doing anything right now. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to give one. you the plus one. Yeah, I like that idea. That seemed reasonable to the, everyone else who's here. He's attacking Nemo, and does he have superior position ability or armaments, given that he's catching Nemo by surprise? Yeah, I mean, if you catch someone by surprise with a grenade, that's pretty decent. Well, he's not pulling the pennants. Uh, 
He's just throwing it like a rock. I Call wonder if I had new. <laughs> then we agree. Yes. Plus one. Plus one. So now we like both players. And what do you, what do you hope to accomplish is the other important question. Uh, I hope to knock. Like, I want to hurt him enough that the demon can get his little humor sucker into him. Like, so he seems to be about to, to deal some heavy damage to the demon. So I'd like to debilitate him like Nemo enough that the demon has upper hand in their little combat. Okay, cool. That's uh, my intended goal. If he happens to explode, that would also be nice. Uh, all right. Is that all the information then? So, can I summon Baxter Crixus? <laughs> <laughs> that would help. There's probably some teleport ritual we could do, yeah. Okay, so you get plus one for your blood and plus one more for your advantage. All right, you're the black die, he's the yellow die. What do we got? Wow. Oh, no, that's interesting. I'm the yellow one. No, Uh, you don't want to be the yellow one. You actually rolled a four. Oh, good. So critical hit. successfully (laughs) killed him. Um, But he rolled a three, which I guess is only a painful injury for him. Nice. Really? Can he not do even a debilitating injury without... He's normally do debilitating injuries. Yeah, that's a good question. They have to have an advantage and roll four. That's interesting. That's messed up, actually. No, that might have. I feel like that was intentional. Like I wanted the PCs to be able to wreck face on average, um, except against demons. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he was, he's also got weird supernatural stuff going on with him, so. If there were now, more particular now, circumstances. Do you think I could have just fought everyone the whole time and won? I said except for demons. How about like the monks? Oh, they're going down. <laughs> well, they're probably up plus ones. Yeah, and I don't know. Have that, have In that order guy. to do it, you have to do it. You well, can't just like be a, make a funny face at them. That's attacking a dangerous enemy, right? No, it isn't. What's a painful injury? You in? actually have to present a real threat. Which I guess I don't know. Throwing a rock at the back of well, no, throwing a rock at the back of someone's head could conceivably legitimately kill them if it's a sharp rock and you hit them just right. I don't know. Is that true? You yeah. could like land in the fall though. Uh, there isn't any fall though, so that would be hard. No, you'd have, have to fly up in the air deal. seventy meters and then land in the fall though. So that's a little unlikely. I have a deal to offer you. You have a deal to offer I have two orgone cards. That I was playing just now, I want to discard them to remove my lack of legs. An interesting deal. Oh, are you? Is that? Um, this is no. I'm going to do this as soon as soon as I'm no longer rolling on things. But I was thinking that whatever, like his attack on me, could like somehow make the ritual the one that I intended actually occur. Like maybe it backfires or something. Because I'm going to have my legs back. I don't know how else we would make that I happen. I like that notion. On the other hand, your organ appears to currently be waiting. You need to get it all the oh, way. Oh, you have to go to waxing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Never mind. So wait, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget about that. Supposed to be hard, dang it. Man, that was a great deal. Yeah, I liked it. But I mean, whenever you get there, that option is still available. Maybe it won't have It just might be harder to explain. Two flashbacks. 
Only you wake up and losing your legs was all a dream. And everything else that happened was not all a dream, but the losing your legs part somehow was a dream, even though it impacted the other things that weren't a dream. Oh, man. And we'll come up with something better. So you do him a mortal injury. He does you a painful injury. Then we got a three. So okay. I should revise that. Too late. Maybe that's okay. Debilitating injuries are pretty bad. So describe how you deal him a mortal injury. I feel like the grenade explodes inside of his head. Is that hurting me? <laughs> well, I guess that could be the painful injury is the shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that. All right. Let's go with that. I like that, actually. So, yeah, so that he's reduced to a pulp immediately. And wow. some of the shrapnel also hits you. Not I enough. I have to... less surface here because I'm missing my. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're kind of shielded by one of the stubby broken columns, so it doesn't really hurt you that much, but it, it scrapes up your face and body with little bits of. Ow. You I might thought have, that was a rock. You might have to pick some metal out later or something but that makes sense i'll just tell the gsa every time i go through that i just have shrapnel uh the demon meanwhile also is very very surprised and cause the demon was like right there in front of him yeah i mean kind of caught in this blast too i don't know if you can kill a demon just by chucking a grenade at them but he did kind of catch him off balance and he is kind of not is at me. his top yeah you know what else you're doing? You're inviting no. trouble. Wait, what? Why? You threw a grenade <laughs> in a small, well, in a not actually that small room. I mean, and you got trouble, but um, it is reckless. Okay, I think you should also make me invite trouble move. I think that's a reasonable assertion. I will draw this. Maybe this that card. will help us resolve whether or not bad things happen to the demon. Maybe something else. I don't know. Now, Ed, I'm afraid I have to cease initiative. Right. I'm quite low on my humor. Is your hand size going up at least? Yeah, I'm up to five now, which is pretty good. Good. All right. So about what move am I going to make? So there's a big explosion. Spits of metal and splashes of gore fly everywhere. There's dust. There's smoke. You feel all of a sudden all of the lightness return to your body. That's nice. And when the dust clears, you see the demon stand up shakily some distance away from where he had been standing. I feel bad about killing Nemo. I mean, I don't really, but now I'd, I'm alone in the dark. It's going to cause you some problems. Yeah, but probably fewer than he would have caused. So. And Colin can help you. Yeah, we'll get through it. I mean, I don't really know what we're doing. Hopefully he has some like plasma ritual books we can read up on. Okay, here we go. I know what I'm going to make happen. So the explosion goes off. There's sprays of blood and metal and everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. And then you hear this horrible creaking sound. Oh, no. Very large tree is being bent in half. And then you hear a sharp cracking and crumbling sound. And the ceiling of the room you're in starts to collapse in. God damn it, of course. Now we will switch to Oyster and Baxter. Don't set off grenades inside. Wise advice. Yeah, I'll try not to do that. Um, I look around so, for someone to fight. Not a demon, but someone. Well, you currently are in the arena. So right, let's go. Literally in the arena. I mean, I don't know. You could be literally in the arena if you want to be. Way to dash my hopes and dreams, Valid. 
Let's just make a bunch. Okay, and then I'll make a bunch of money betting against Scott. <laughs> he did lose his last fight pretty yeah. badly. Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't lose. Which fight? No, I guess depending on how you look at it, you won. Just you know, you added mortal injury in your gut. That one, yeah, was starting to get closer to a draw. Definitely. So, what do we know about this fight? Sin and virtue. I was going to ask. Can I have dropped the lanterns off at my house? Sure. Okay, sweet. Sin and Virtue, yeah, I only have one pair of shoes between them. Is this the infamous Chariot fight? Chariot fight. So I feel like, yeah, this is probably going to be my last one. I don't know. Oh, it's going to be your last one. Chariot fight. I wasn't thinking it was going to be a chariot fight, but that's really good. Do the moves we have right now, can they, like, handle a chariot fight? I don't know if they can. Mm, I guess we could wait. But, yeah, I don't think the... I don't know. Yeah, and I want a chariot fight. Yeah, we should... There'd better be a chariot fight. Let's do it. I escaped from the collapsing ceiling by taking a chariot. <laughs> yeah, I could use Toad's big wheel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, let's not do this as a cheer, but no. It's fine. Like it's it probably the last one. It feels like well, it just, is, but there might be a more. I don't know. But yeah, this will just be a regular old gladiator fight. Right. And next fight. If it happens, it'll be a chariot fight, and if it never happens, we'll just sweep tears of of dissatisfaction. And I think this one will still be interesting. Oh, of course, yeah, I have to live. You know, this could be the last fight sure. because of that. <laughs> so Oyster's in the stands, right? And Baxter, you are in the main arena area. So you think now that... Uh, am I wrong? No. So I have a pretty good reason for thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we could settle that. The stands are actually almost totally empty. What? I got the good seat. You can have the best seat in the house because there are surprisingly few people here. Baxter, you're you... boring. Did everyone die? Is that why that thing is all bloody? Probably. That mysterious that area. More, that, more that big pile of blood rather than <laughs> Did you – do I recall that you gave someone a ticket to your next fight? And was this the next fight or was it – did we already have that fight? No, that should have been this fight. Who did you give that to? Was that the guy you took the cart from? Uh, that was Oyster. Oh, you gave Oyster the – well, he's already here though because you gave him the ticket, I guess. That all makes sense. Who am I betting against? Didn't then? you give someone else a ticket? Hmm. I don't think I gave one to the peanut guy. Maybe Ban and Six Mom, but I don't know. Oh, that was a long. Yeah, maybe you did. I don't. I don't recall if I gave one to the peanut cart guy. Came back through my notes. Baxter gives away all the peanuts. Demon, I don't eat peanuts, and that cart does not belong to you. Baxter brings the cart back to Smithy Sampson and promises free arena tickets. Okay, uh, if I promised it, yeah, I delivered. <laughs> The demon wants to get a sniffer from Smithy for a contract, and Baxter possesses him to stop him from falling through. He makes the demon bite off his own fingers and snap his own jaw. Smithy is stunned and horrified. Baxter grabs a bitten off finger from the ground. He tells the demon to go tell his masters what happened. The demon vows revenge. He takes the peanut cart that Smithy leaves behind when he books it. So it doesn't say for sure if you actually gave him the tickets, but maybe we should assume that you did. Uh, I remember, yeah, talking about it, but I guess... There's no time to like actually give it to him that, but maybe uh, later on. Let's, he... let's pretend you did. 
Let's just say you gave them the tickets. I will call them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Something like that. Hmm. But right now the stands are mostly empty, except for Oyster and a few random people off the street. Does everyone here seem like upset or like talking about like how no one is here or complaining about the large pile of blood they had to walk through to get here? (laughs) It, It does seem like they are surprised that everything is so empty. I asked the nearest person why it's so empty. They're like, uh, that's it. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you know who's supposed to fight next? I just sort of showed up for a show. I didn't really. I said I don't really pay attention to these things. I find them barbaric. <laughs> he says, "Oh, well, then why the heck are you here?" Uh, nothing better to do. Just oh. finished a lot of work. You know? Yeah, me too. Yeah, had to go somewhere. He offers you a fried pickle from his bag. Oh, I have two. He looks a little bit irritated because he only offered one. But he went to take it from my bag. Oh, that changes his mood his mood significantly. Baxter, the whole floor of the arena is covered in these big concentric circles of what appears to be clay or something, which is a new addition to the arena. You've not seen this before. They're like um so it's like there's a big bullseye painted onto the floor of the arena. Goodbye. And every single ring is say three feet wide and like waist height or how tall it's just painted on the ground on the on the floor well there's there's sort of there's like cracks between them but you can walk on them you have to walk on them um and you're standing there in the arena and there is yet to be any sign of sin advice how many rings is it total 10 okay uh i guess i look towards like the other entrance like the other entryway into the arena is there any Anyone by the door or anything over there? Oh, uh, wait. Actually, this is a move. This is a move. I think that you are uh, maybe sizing up danger. Is that fair? I do that quite often. Let's see. The old black. So I will draw and discard. I am currently at waning, unfortunately. Uh, so I'll do two black with the yellow arrow to go up to waxing and ask one question where's the best place to stand and fight your gut tells you that the very center probably turn out to be a useful place to stand is that true yeah that's true okay Uh, i guess i will climb up on the rings and start jumping they're not really they're not really that tall they're like you can step up onto them uh, yeah, I'll just start making my way to the center. Okay. When you reach the center, um, actually just before you reach the center, you're like one ring away. There's suddenly a lurch. And all of the rings start rising into the air, including the one you're standing. Uh, so I'm one away from the center? Yeah. Uh, I'll just hang on tight and rise up with it. So are you like down on your hands and knees? Or are you like hanging off the edge? Or uh, I'll like crouch down and... Put my hands down, but not like on my hands and knees, like more crouched. Okay. Maybe like take one knee. As they rise, the rings start rotating. And half of them rotate clockwise, and the other half rotate counterclockwise. Oh, is the center doing anything? The center is standing still, and it is also the highest point. Uh, is there any way I could jump to it? Can you jump to it? Your footing is unstable enough that I think that would be inviting trouble. And there are, I think, so there are like cracks between them 
wide enough that you could conceivably fall in and that would be bad. Would I be able to like pin myself to at least like stop myself from falling all the way down? Even though it's spinning, I guess. That'd be hard. They're not super wide, but you know, they're wide enough that if you fell down, it would be bad news. Uh, yeah, I'll make a jump for the center. All right. And can I mill one forward for uh, acting on the sizing up danger information? You're not really using that information such as try, so much as you're trying to get into a position where you can use that information. Eh, that's fine. Go for it. Go ahead and mill one. I think that's fair. Close enough. There's no need to split hairs here. You are no, right? information, so that's cool. So I will invite trouble. This is something ill-conceived, no doubt. John discard phlegm. I'm currently at balanced, and I was hoping to get a double green, but I did not. Uh, so I will play a single green and go to waxing. Okay. Trouble is on the horizon. So you leap for the center and catch onto it and climb up onto it. Um, but just as you do, everything like lurches sharply upward and then stops. And now that you're up here, everything, all of the the rings are floating farther apart and higher up than they were. So that's fine for now, but if you need to get down from here or move between the other rings, that's going to be harder than you thought it was going to be. There's actually a pretty sizable jump or drop between them. There's still no sign of sin or vice. Virtue? Oh, uh, well, yeah, whatever their names are. Virtue. Sin or virtue. The few audience members there are are looking pretty interested in this, in this strange levitating ring structure. Worcester, I don't know if you have strong feelings about it, but... So, the rings are rising higher than the center now? No, the center is still tallest. It's just the difference between them is larger than it looked like it was going to be. So instead mm-hmm. of being like a five-foot drop to the next ring, now it's like a 15-foot drop to the next ring. So how high up am I? How high up are you? How many rings? Ten rings. And they're 15 feet vertical from each other. So That's pretty high up. Yeah. Uh, I look around on the column. Is there anything going on up here? So the center column is just, like, you you couldn't fit two people up here. It's just, there's just room for one person to stand. Right now that person is you. Um, But you do have a very good view of the rest of the arena. Uh, I look around for demons. Like in the stands? Um, is that sizing up danger? I think you see that there are some demons in the stands, but... Well, I think there are as many demons as you would expect to see on a normal night. As opposed to the number of humans, which is very sparse. I don't know. I keep looking for sin and virtue. Uh, this is weird. Do you want to size up danger again? This is a different situation, so I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I will discard a two-panel minus one green, so I'm like hecka waning, and only get up to waxing. So I guess uh, what's the danger's true position? Okay, cool. Oh, and you, oh, you should have been able to mill one because you're still acting on your, your central location, but... I guess if you already discarded, that's too late. So, sorry for not speaking up sooner. 
you're standing up there in the center and you've got a great view of the rest of the arena, as I said. And one thing you suddenly realize is that you keep seeing these blurs of motion. The blurs of motion are going around on the lowest, farthest ring. And it's just like, like you'll catch a glimpse of it out of the corner of your eye and you'll whip your head around. You'll see like a blur of motion, but then whatever it was is gone. But you can tell that there are two very fast things on the lowest ring, which could very well be Sinon Virtue. I yell out, which one is Virtue? I'll kill you first. Oyster. As you're sitting there in the stands, you notice... The bottle of wine is gone, and I don't have another one. (laughs) Is that because you drank it? Well, I gave one away, and I drank the other one. Should have planned ahead better. You have a move you need to make. Yes, I do have a move I need to make. Alan, tell me about my cosmic mustache. Uh, You've got these shimmery, silken, white strands that are starting to drape down across your upper lip. And and I did not think I could be any cooler. There's little glimmers of light along their length. Nice. Thank goodness I have the mystical mustache (laughs) with me. (laughs) <laughs> in the stands, in spirit. Yeah, go Scott. The mustache is reading for the other guy, unfortunately. So, Oyster, you notice a lot, uh, a group of people enters the stands. Are they wine merchants? No. They do look, they look around and they're kind of surprised and then they catch sight of Baxter. What kind of people are they? Uh, they just look like, you know, regular people, like just Regular humans, like you might run into in a regular day. They look very excited to see Baxter. I mean, we're all excited to see Baxter. That's sort of the normal reaction. He's famous. Wait till they see my mustache. Now they'll be excited. One of them goes, there he is. The man who saved my life. I hope the others show up soon. Baxter, so you say that. One of the blurs stops. And it resolves itself into a figure who is a barefoot man is holding a giant ruby horseshoe. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, uh, I am, I am virtue. I do not think you will kill me. And then he waves the horseshoe up at you. And you start to feel very dizzy. Like everything around you, like the whole world was spinning around you though you're standing still. Uh, I guess I'll sit down so I don't fall off the the pillar. Okay. That's reasonable. Um, you sit down and you start to hear a noise behind you. Which sounds like uh, sounds like someone jumping from ring to ring is what it sounds like, actually. It's getting closer. Uh, yeah, I want to focus on the sound and wait for it to close in on me and then strike like a viper okay cool so you're preparing yourself and waiting for the enemy to come to you yeah okay go ahead and do that it's in uh peripheral moves if you weren't already looking at it no time to start an enterprise let's see do, <laughs> do... probably not am i exposing myself wait what what oh. <laughs> do you scott Haggle over price, collect information, follow someone, stalk an enemy. Oh, and wait. I see. The the green one is when you expose yourself to an enemy's attack. 
So yeah, but you're not doing that. Nothing yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, try to discard phlegm. You expose yourself during an enemy's attack. And I get to mill because I'm in the center. Yeah, I think so. I will seed initiative. Ooh, okay. Uh, so your enemy finds a way to get the drop on you or to turn the terrain to their own advantage. So you're sitting there on the pillar, still feeling kind of dizzy, waiting for uh, presumably Sin to come up behind you so that you can turn and strike when they're not expecting it. And all of a sudden, uh, you hear them come to the next ring closest to you and you're you're like anticipating their jump. Because, you know, they've been jumping at a pretty regular rhythm. So it's like jump, 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 jump. So like, okay, next jump. And then the whole pillar that you're sitting on suddenly tilts. And you start toppling backwards off of it. What the deuce? Oyster, there is a gasp from the people around you. I fit in with a gasp. Uh, I grab on with my non-demon hand, but prepare to strike. Okay. Sure. So wait, what are you grabbing on to? Uh, like... The edge, the rim. Okay. As it's tilting, yeah, just like the side as it becomes the the top. So you're dangling by one hand as the pillar comes tilting down towards the next ring. In the sudden confusion, you are not sure where Sin is anymore. Is the whole pillar tilted or is it just like a portion of it? The whole pillar is tilted over. And uh, are the outer rings still spinning, or they stopped moving? All of the ring. Well, it's a little. You're a little preoccupied right now, so you don't know for sure. Right. Uh, I guess I want to climb on top and sort of slide down. Wait, what is on top? Up onto the edge that you're hanging from, and then you're going to slide down the long. What used to be the side of it? Is that the notion? Yeah, like how steep of an angle is it? Um, kind of steep. Steep enough that you could slide down it. It would be a little bit reckless, but you could do it. By which I mean, you'd be inviting trouble. Sure, sure. Well, I do want to climb on top and like perch on there like a gargoyle. And just like uh, okay, try and meditate my way through the... The dizziness. Uh, does that still count as inviting trouble? It might. Uh, you want me to invite trouble? Yeah, I think I do. Here's day. And it's still precarious enough that trying to climb up on top of it, even if you don't slide down, it's still kind of kind of troublesome. I have to seed initiative. Yay. Seed initiative? Yep. All right. Um, so you're trying to climb up onto the pillar and you're having a hard time. You're only holding on with one arm and you're still feeling pretty dizzy and you sort of swing your other arm over and try to clutch at it, but suddenly feel like you're losing your grip and you panic a little bit. Have to shift back again. All of a sudden, wham, something slams into the side of your head. I think somebody is roughing you up when you are defenseless. Okay, I get to gain some blood. So, Oyster, you hear a lot of interesting rumors from the crowd around you, which seems to be growing in size. Yep, because I'm so popular. Yeah, they're not really paying any attention to you at all. 
Not even my mustache? You do get one or two looks at your mustache, sure. Do any of them, are any of them uh, selling wine now? Only a cosmic mustache could distract them from the spectacle in front of them. Are any of them selling wine? Can I have something in that <laughs> selling wine? Or a woman? Or anything, really? That could be a wine sell. That's pretty... You get those at these arena fights, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I'll buy just... three more bottles. Okay. Pass one to the person looking the most appreciative of my mustache. And open one and put the other one in my bag. They give you a big cheerful grin yeah take a big swig yeah. so you're hearing a lot of stories going around through this yes. crowd about baxter oh and about how apparently he saved this one guy's life and he like fought off seven demons single-handed and uh they're making him out sound like a pretty heroic dude i don't remember any of this so that probably means it happened <laughs> i'm certainly you oyster python were not present when any such event occurred. So that's right. Yep. I ask the nearest one. I, I say oh, only seven. I heard it was twelve. <laughs> Everyone in earshot like presses it around you and asks you to tell the story that you know. I just oh I said I um anyone want to bet? I'll, I'll take the other side of the bet like for uh you know against Baxter if anyone's interested. Prevailing odds. That a man who fought off 13 or 14 demons at one time uh, definitely is going to win whatever this thing is. They sound surprised that you're willing to bet against Baxter. I said, I figure it's his luck is out. Horrified, you know? horrified looks. Like, no, no, but we need him. He's going what? to lead us. What? He's our hero. What? Him? Jesus he can't God. possibly lose this fight. How much you want to bet, buddy? I say to the person who says that. He said, so. Do we have a name for the money in this setting? I don't know if we ever did that. Don't recall. Do we have a description for the money in this setting? Bottles of wine. I'll bet you two bottles of wine. <laughs> okay. That is not the money in the setting, but you can certainly you can certainly bet that. <laughs> he says ten bottles of wine. Okay, done. Of the best wine. Of course. Yeah, these better be good bottles. Come on now. All right, deal. I'm I'm confident. I'm There's confident too. Scott don't win. So back. Sounds good. Yeah. You were being roughed up, and are you going to? I will choose uh, game or two blood and black. Uh, the first one, one blood, cling to consciousness. I will go up to waxing in blood. Pretty reasonable. So there's a heavy thwack on the side of your head and a sharp pain. Something cracks into your skull and your vision swims for a moment, clinging to consciousness. What triggers your, when you're in melee combat, that's not really what this is. Oh, wait, uh, this is a fight that you presumably think will be to the death, right? Uh, yes. Oh, so you're going to kill Do I have to say for time? both of them? For their lives. Uh, yeah, for both of them. Well, you can choose to kill one and spare the other one's life if you want. Can I say spare one and not the other, but not specify which? Yeah, maybe that's okay. I'll go with that then. So kind of, based on what little we know about them so far, they're kind of interchangeable anyway. For now. Oh, is your black bile waxing? Uh, no, it's waning. Okay. There's this move here that, that applies to that I totally forgot existed in your moves. 
All right, anyway, so you get a big smack on the head and your vision swims and you regain consciousness. But presumably, whoever just smacked you in the head is going around on the ring and will be coming around for another pass at any moment. So what do you do? So I'm like lying on top of it, sort of? How am I, uh, how am I dangling? Uh, I think you're still clinging to the central pillar. I don't think you necessarily lost your grip. But you're hanging like at the level of the other, the the next ring. I want to get my feet under me and prepare to lunge at whichever, whichever sin or virtue, whichever guy it is, like tackle him in the air. Okay. So yeah, I guess I'll make the prepare, prepare move again. All right. And I really wish I had bumped up my phlegm. Oh, but he draws the double green. Yes. So I will go up to waxing, and yeah, I'm clinging, kind of like a climber sort of stance on the top of the pillar. And he, luckily, he's coming around on the from the side where I can see that I didn't just get hit because uh, my eyes starting to like swell up on that side, but I can see him coming around. And I just sort of yeah, bull rush him off the off the platform and hopefully try and catch the platform myself and not die, or maybe like fall with him and land on. Use him to cushion my fall. I don't know. Probably wouldn't work either. So yeah, trying to grab the top of the the next layer as I bull rush him off of the top. Okay, we'll slow down just a little bit. You got a waxing, right? So I'm adding a twister in convenient detail. Or did you get a a waxing? Say, yeah, just waxing. Okay. All right, twister in convenient detail. And then after that, can I discard two green to go up to neutral? Uh, yeah. Totally sweet. Uh, the inconvenient detail is that as you're getting ready to bullrush Sin, Virtue from wherever he's gotten off to has apparently done his thing to you again. All of a sudden, your perception twists and you feel like the sky above you is an enormous gulf hanging below you and you're like clinging to a strange ceiling. There doesn't appear to have been any actual like change in gravity, but you, some part of your brain is convinced that up is down, and it's very disorienting. Anyway, yeah, so Sin is coming around on the ring, and he, you see now, is holding a giant sapphire horseshoe, and he's making ready to hit you with it. But you are making ready to bull rush him. Uh, yeah, so is this just attack enemy, or... Invite trouble first. Or maybe both. I'll invite trouble. Do you invite well do you invite trouble uh, first or attack an enemy first? It's actually yeah, kinda I think you should attack. Too. I think you should attack an enemy first. Because you're gonna hit, hit him with the bull rush before you have to worry about anything else that may or may not happen. Okay. Uh, I will spend three blood. Okay. And what do you hope to accomplish? Other than uh, I want to catch him off guard and like twist off and sort of helicopter my body out and kind of like kick him off the the platform and hopefully I can like spin and grab the top myself and knock him off. So you want to basically, in short, you want to knock him off the platform. Yeah, yeah, like fly into him. Yeah, all right. 
Um, I think he actually has the advantage in position right now, given that you are experiencing the interface screw and clinging from a falling pillar with one hand. Sir, I think it's not really falling anymore, but it's still not very stable. And do you make your do you make your thingy move? Demonic yeah. possession. Now you're in melee combat, right? Yeah, I think I have to make contact. So yeah, if I definitely make contact. Okay, so I guess we should resolve this move and see how that goes. And then resolve that move and then resolve invite trouble. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Triple move combo. So you get plus three for your blood. He gets plus one. He is the yellow and you are the black. Is there anything else I should be remembering here before I roll this? I get plus three. Uh, yes, I already remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Just said that, dang it. Ah, interesting. Interesting. So, Oyster. No. You're hearing more and more people are coming into the arena around yes. you. Yes. And cheerful and friendly. You're hearing a lot of stories about Baxter the hero, and you're noticing a lot of people are carrying like pitchforks. Probably farmers. Nothing unusual about that. Lots of farmers in Magabagan. Wooden clubs. Some some rakes. You do see one or two guns. That probably hunters too. Lots of hunters in Magabagan. Rakes, gardeners. This is all easily explained. You see the demons. are also looking at these newcomers with some kind of interest. So what did you ask? Uh, I asked what Baxter did in the previous <laughs> things that made him... Like, did he kill a demon? I don't remember any of this. Has he killed... Has he actually killed the demon? He dislocated a demon's jaw and made him bite off his own fingers. I took oh, over yeah. the demon judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was sick. Okay, cool. But I don't think he's actually killed a demon. No, no, no but I, think, I forgot. Yeah, that. only only Ben and you have done that. I hope there's still time. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So the so Sin rolled a four plus one, and Baxter rolled a three plus three. Oh man, I think I died anyway. No, four plus one is only a five. That's a debilitating injury, not a mortal injury. And your total is higher, so you got what you hope to accomplish. Um, And you lose the blood you committed. Uh, So I hit. Uh, So Uh, go ahead and and say what you do to to deal him a mortal injury. I sort of like pretend to be woozy, or like sell the wooziness, but keep him in my sights, and all of a sudden I spring off the the pillar, and I'm more spry than he anticipates, and all of a sudden I kind of twist around and clip him uh, with my demonic arm and uh, he gets yeah knocked back and I guess maybe can I just have him yeah thrown from the the wall yeah that's what you wanted to accomplish so yeah yeah send and frankly yeah at, this, yeah at this height that's a pretty fatal fall as you're rushing at him, he still manages to bring his horseshoe around and smash it into your arm. And you hear a nasty crack 
there's intense pain in your unarmored arm. I guess it would have to be. No, my good arm. Now all I have is my evil arm. The sinister. So go ahead and do your uh, your demonic possession move. Or going just neutral or waning. Choose one, lose control of entire body. Demon may do what it wills. Uh, for the rest of the battle, by attacking the nearest breathing target, or I fight against the armor and lose a blood in the process. So I will... I'm at neutral, or balanced, rather. So I will uh, lose a blood. So I just hit dry. I went back to balanced, and now I'm at waning. Okay. So that's one MC advance then, right? Uh, yes. And now you should go ahead and invite trouble. Draw and discard. Do, do, do. And I will be at waxing. Okay. Shoot, so trouble is on the horizon. Dang it, Scott, that's the hardest one. Whoever made this system. I know. What were they thinking? Bless their soul. <laughs> Some aspect of either you made a situation locked or didn't just describe the warning signs. Okay. Oh, no. Actually, I've got it. This is perfect. So you bull rush him off the ring. There's a moment when you think maybe you're going to like lose your footing and, and topple after him. But no, you're okay. You're good. You managed to keep your footing despite the perception weirdness and the everything else. Uh, but then you notice that the outermost ring starts shaking and wobbling, and suddenly it's not floating quite so steadily. In fact, it starts lurching to one side, as if perhaps whatever effect was keeping it up in the air has ceased. And the ring, as it starts to fall, the ring just one ring farther in also starts to look unsteady. It's like collapsing on itself, or it's like knocking over the other... Uh, yeah, it looks like they're starting to drop out of the sky one by one. And so the next one's 15 feet away? Uh, or it was three feet? How far was it? The gap between the rings, like the horizontal gap between the rings is only like, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm, how wide are the rings? Five foot wide rings with three foot gaps between them. And there's 10 rings. But it's 15 feet vertical between rings. So the center is really high up. Also, you have no idea where Virtue is. Can I size up danger? Uh, totally. How do you do it? I want to get my uh, up and down back to normal. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. How do you do that? Uh, I guess I want to try and find a way down and get the guy's horseshoe, the... It's not Pearl. What is this one? He's got uh, the sapphire. sapphire. Ooh, yeah. The sapphire. Yeah, I want to, like, climb down by, like, extending my arm. Oh, I guess, yeah, my good arm. The evil arm with the armor on it and my legs to try and, like, climb down really far up. Yeah. Oh, hmm. And that's not really sizing up danger, so. Yeah. Like, that's okay. You do what you want. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, you have a cyan-colored frog skin scar on your stomach. I forgot about that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll jump back to the middle. Okay, the middle is still tilted over, but you can try to climb back up onto it. Yeah, I want to time it so if I miss all these land on like the lower part, the lower tilted part. Normally, I don't think that would be inviting trouble, but you still think that up is down, so I think that's inviting trouble. Uh, okay, I will be, I'll discard one green and be at waxing. 
Okay. So you jump up onto the central column that is tipped over. And then for a brief moment, you see on one of the middle rings, you see a blur. And the blur stops for a moment, and it is virtue. And somehow, incredibly, virtue seems to have gotten hold of the other horseshoe. That's no. Chant. Now I have to kill him. You have no idea how he could possibly have gotten it since it, you clearly saw it fall down to the ground below, but all of a sudden he's holding them both. Oyster, you see some a small group of demons stand up and start making their way around the outside of the stadium to where you and this uh, increasingly large crowd are sitting. That's normal, probably. <laughs> Do they look angry like they're going to start a big fight with the people with pitchforks and rakes and guns? Well, they're demons, so they're, you, you can't really tell. But what you can tell is that the people around you are uh, being kind of agitated about the demons. And whether or not the demons will start something, who knows, but... Well, if there's going to be some might sort of, be the case that one of these people is going to start something. A massive fight. I want to be appropriately drunk. So I finished the bottle of wine I'm having. <laughs> okay. Is that inviting trouble? No! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to help. Everything will seem better. Probably. Or worse. Uh, that, that, uh, that might be inviting trouble. What? Alright, fine. If you get extremely drunk when there's about to be a fight. Just, just get to reduce stress. Unless you have some unknown proficiency in drunken boxing. That can, might be my next thing. Uh, what what color is this? Green. green. What's my green at? Already at wax. Come cheating. Oh, uh, yeah. If you discard anything at all, it counts as at least waxing. I'll go, go for a waxing. Okay. So... The trouble on the horizon is that... There's going to be a giant fight. I'm going killed. No, you already know about that trouble on the horizon. This is different trouble. This is, the diff- this is a different trouble on the horizon. I think really the trouble is just that you are drunk. Okay, that's... And you can tell that your your judgment and coordination are slipping away from you. Oh, I knew that was the point. It's really just, it's really just the obvious trouble. That was yeah. the point. Okay, good. Sure. Right? That's all fine. That's all fine. I start a merry conversation with the big guy with the pitchfork next to me about how lovely his pitchfork looks and isn't it a beautiful day? And isn't it great us and the demons are getting along so well and how I like demons and spend a lot of time with them actually. Okay. How is mustache shit? (laughs) And Maya is so much better because it sparkles. Um, It would be really cool if we could... Are you inviting trouble again? No, I'm not. I'm just having a friendly conversation. Didn't you say something about how much demons like you, though? Like, or how much you like demons? Where are we in the fight? So what did you just do, Baxter? Kill him. Kill him. Uh, I, I jump back to the center. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you just saw that he's got both horseshoes. Uh, I want to slide down like the fireman pole and get off of this thing. Wait, like on the ground? Like all the way down? Yeah, I get back to the ground. Interesting. Okay. As long as your perception is screwed up, doing anything like that is going to still be inviting trouble. 
So I much mean, inviting to trouble. the sky. In case you aren't sick of inviting trouble over and over again yet. I will go to waxing. Trouble is always on the horizon for poor Baxter. For everyone, it would seem. As you are sliding down this pillar, you've almost reached the bottom when it occurs to you that these rings that are falling out of the sky might fall right down onto your head and crush you. And that, in fact, there is a pretty fair chance that might happen. Uh, so I guess I chill on the center column, yeah. Okay, so you're just going to stay there, or...? Yeah, yeah, well, no, I'll slide down, and then if I get to the ceiling, aka the ground, I will try and hide under the leaning part. Or maybe, like, stay a little above the ground and cling to the pillar. So are you on top of the pillar or under the pillar? Um, I want to be on top, but, like, I guess it's so high up. Uh, I'll chill underneath it. I'll try and use it as a barrier. Okay. As you are hiding down there, you hear the distant sound of someone jumping onto the pillar's top. And then suddenly a zooming sound as somebody runs down the pillar to where you are at impossibly fast speeds. You only have a moment to act before virtue will be upon you. I say, remember when I said I'd kill you first? I lied, and then I stick the demon arm out and try and clothesline him. Okay. I guess you're just attacking an enemy, right? Yeah. I can only commit one. Oh, no. All right. And they are, again, getting a plus one or superior position, etc. So you each get plus one. And what do you hope to accomplish? Uh, I want to, like... Aside from killing them? Or I'd be, like, chop his leg down so he trips and then drops the horseshoes. Try and disarm him or knock him down. Definitely, like, put a stop to his running fastness. So you just want him, like, prone? Is that essentially what you're going for? Yeah, disabled or prone. Okay. Ba-da-da-da. He's yellow. You are black. Ah, he gets a total of five, you get a total of four. So you actually gain a blood. So you start to make your little speech and stand up and thrust your arm out. Before you're even like halfway through uh, saying it, he like, swerves around you and there's a, what did he get, a five? Five, so another debilitating injury. There is a sudden crack over the top of your head and suddenly you've just got this ringing in your ears. It's deafening. All you can hear is this overwhelming ringing sound. You can't hear anything else. Um, But you do still get to deal him a debilitating injury. So go ahead and say how you do that, and then I will make a move. I want to, like, hit one of his Achilles tendons and just barely catch it. I have, like, a, a boot knife that pops out and I, like, stick my foot out the last second and catch him in the in the heel. Nice. Okay, cool. But even as you do that, between the crazy perception and the blow to the head and the fact that you're sticking your leg out, it totally catches him and screws him up. But it also sort of trips you up. And as he shouts in pain and stumbles, you fall down. And he steps up on top of you and he puts one foot on your good arm puts his weight on it so you can't move it and he's staring down at you with this fierce angry expression on his face and a horseshoe in each hand he says uh 
you may have killed my partner, but I will avenge him now. And he raises both horseshoes up to strike them into your skull. What do you do? This is sin? No, this is virtue. This is virtue. You already killed sin. Is he the one with shoes? Yeah, he has both of them right now. I say, your shoe's untied. Are you trying to get him to look down because he's he's barefoot? The shoes are horseshoes. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, shoes, walking around shoes, not the horseshoes. No, he's barefoot. No. So he's pinning me with his knee? He's pinning my arm with his knee? His, just his foot. He's just standing on your arm. His foot, okay. Yeah. He's putting a lot of weight on it. And it really hurts. It's bent in and not a very good ankle, too. So it's going to be hard for you to put any strength into that arm if you try. Your other arm is just broken. Oh, you know what? Everything he said, you couldn't hear because there's still a ringing in your ears. So he said something, but you couldn't tell what. As a last-ditch effort, try and kick him, like buck up and kick him into the horns on my helmet. Ooh, vicious. Okay. Um, I guess you are attacking an enemy one more time. Um, he definitely um, has the advantage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So yeah, he just gets the advantage. I'm not defenseless. Certainly not. Like if you're attacking him, then clearly you're not defenseless. So. All right, I'll spend two blood. All right. You get plus two, he gets plus one. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, interesting. Wow. So you each get a total of three. What do we do when there's a tie? Oh, if the total, if your total is equal, lower or equal, you lose. So he wins ties for being an NPC. Okay. So your blood goes up by one more. And you each deal each other a painful injury. So he tries to go in for like a skull-crushing final blow with his horseshoe. And whatever you do to him messes him up. So he conks you against the head. This is like the third time in a row you've been cocked in the head by a horseshoe. And I don't know, you're starting to get used to it. So it hurts, but it's not like, you know, it doesn't crush your skull in or anything. But what do you do to him to deal with painful injury? Uh, I knee him in the ribs and break a few ribs. Cool. So he goes, oh, not that you can hear it. But now I get to make a move. I don't think it would be fair for him to just flat out kill you, but that's pretty much what he wants to do. Also, he can't really do that unless I make a move because he doesn't have that ability on his own. But I think that would be bad. It would be interesting. I'd win money. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, You'd win wine. Even better. <laughs> ten, ten bottles. Ten of the best bottles. Aged. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, what do you guys think? Does Baxter lose this fight to the death and die here? No. No. One vote for no. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. He's our only real hope. Hey, we need him. Yeah, I don't know about that. He's leading a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. stuck underground with a dead ghost. <laughs> Chris will be the only one alive by the end of this. That's that Gary thought. <laughs> yeah, if we ever, if we need him for trials, that's about all he's good for. <laughs> Even that is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty shaky. Then, yeah. All right. So here's what happens. He goes to, he raises the horseshoe up. He's getting ready to bring it down for the killing blow. When all of a sudden, Baxter, you feel something take hold within you. And which, your broken arm is not the one with the armor, right? Uh, yeah, my good, my uh, freed arm is 
broken. So all of a sudden, you feel blazing hot pain where your armor is, and it seems to like grip into you in a way it never has before. And all of a sudden, of its own accord, your arm reaches up and just like bats spurts you away. Near his spine, his spine crack. No, you don't. You don't hear anything. Uh, you see his spine twist in a way that is not good for spines to twist. And he lands nearby in a puddle of blood. But you realize your arm completely doesn't have any feeling in it anymore. Oh. You can see it moving, but you just completely have no control over it. Is he dead? He does appear to be dead. So I have to <laughs> dis- or, no, I lose one black. I guess so, if that's what the move is. Uh, which actually resets me, so <laughs> that's another <laughs> MC advancement. So one blood MC and one black pile MC. I run over to his body and do the best I can to pocket the horseshoes with a broken arm and well, a crazy got, alien arm. Yeah, you've got one arm that's broken and one arm that you can't control, so I don't know if you can do that. But I think we should stop the session there anyway.